my name is Jessica Rutz, and I am the founder and president of the Rutz Foundation. So what inspired you to uh, join the Army? It was more of a, the, the whole family did it. So it was more following along the footsteps of what everybody else did prior. So how did, so from uh, finishing the Army to uh, creating this foundation, uh, can you take me through the steps of that? So when it came to creating the Rutz Foundation, um, it sat and pondered with me um, for about two or three years because we watched the struggle, not only personally, but we, I watched the struggles of battle buddies and friends and even spouses that were struggling and the assistance just wasn't there. Uh, personally, I had seeked um, help from a certain entity whenever I was discharged and I was turned away because I wasn't actively harming myself. And I was told that I needed to schedule an appointment and it was six to eight weeks out. So that kind of triggered with me and I was like, okay, so that doesn't work. You can't just leave people to sit there and wait six, eight, 12 weeks to get help. And since that day, that, that entity has gotten better. And I don't like to name them because we do work with them pretty closely, but they've gotten a lot better, um, I guess, with more ample funding and getting more caseworkers involved. However, um, our, our missions never change from helping our veterans and our soldiers. Um, however, we've added on help and family members, but we also had a volunteer and he worked very closely with us. Uh, he was in the Marine Corps. And when he exited the military in November of last year, he died by suicide eight days later because the help wasn't there to reintegrate him into civilian life. So it gives us a whole new outlook on it that if one of our volunteers can do it, then we still have a lot of work here to be done. So I was reading on your website that you've, you know, have thoughts as well how is it bringing your you know personal uh experience to help others so i believe like when we bring in the personal aspect of it um we're here like for a crisis situation we have um licensed clinical social worker that can take a case immediately to talk to the person um, we're more about getting it done we want to get it done prior to you going into crisis however if you go into crisis we're here immediately we're 24 seven. So there's never a moment where we're not going to take in um, a patient just because it could be six to eight weeks before they could get in somewhere else. And I think that's the biggest part I brought from my personal aspect was making it where everything's readily available. So can you tell me some of the, the programs you do? So we have I was just going over it all again because we're actually implementing um, a few new ones this year and next year. But right now we have ours can be one-on-one or they can be in an actual um, group, whether it's in-person or virtual. Um, I know that a lot of people don't prefer virtual anymore because after going through a pandemic where everything went virtual, it's just not, it's not helpful very much anymore. However, we do offer that aspect, especially for those that want it. We offer counseling um, and since starting, when we first started, we had actually partnered with an organization to do it for $6, um, where they could have a counseling session. And then it was, I think it was $24 a month to get them three counseling sessions and their medications. 
However, even though we're still partnered with them, we also have a licensed clinical social worker that can work with them as well instead of referring them outside to a different agency. Um, we offer a food bank. Um, it's, it's an ongoing process, so it's not going to be like your standard food bank. Uh, where you go a certain day a month, we actually take requests in and we answer the request within 24 hours. Um, we're planning more wellness activities. Um, it's been a bit of a bumpy start, especially when we started right before COVID and then COVID hit us. I believe it was like on our fourth month in, um, everything got shut down in our state. So we're slowly trying to recover from that. And then we do um, the mental health appointments if you need to go higher than our LCSW and go out to a psychiatrist or a therapist, we can refer out and we pay for those appointments as well as any medications that could come from those appointments. And one of the big events that we do each year is a Christmas for vets, which is where we buy our, we have certain families um, from around Virginia that apply and we do huge Christmas gifts. Like we try to take care of their family so that they can have a brighter holiday season and one that's not really a program, but we do it each year is our race to end vet suicide. It's a day that we bring awareness and promote prevention in veteran suicide, as well as um, military family suicide and soldier suicide. So, and, oh, oh no, uh, keep, you can keep going. Sorry. One of the biggest things that we are working on launching in 2023 is that we're going to have our own crisis line. So when someone goes into crisis and they need to call in, we will have a staff support center that will answer those crisis calls. Wow, that's that's huge. How important is it once you leave the military to have a strong support system? So I believe that it's, it's, it's dire. Like it's, it's very much needed because being in the military and like, I watch uh, my spouse, he, he's still in and there's moments he's like, Oh, well, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to go do this or I don't need to go do that or talk to the VA or talk to a doctor. And the, it's just like the little moments that I can observe. And I'm just like, but you really do. And we've, um, I've taken a lot of mental health classes. So looking over like just different ticks that can happen and anybody could see them, but no one is looking for them. So when you have your support system, a lot of people know what to look for and what to watch for. And if you don't have that support system, then you're just sitting there by yourself. So uh, I saw that uh, on your website, you're, you're doing what you can to end the stigma. Uh, I, I live with uh, mental illness, uh, bipolar disorder too. And, you know, I agree trying to end the stigma. Have you seen any progress in people, you know, being able to emphasize, uh, empathize more? Sorry, I had a child running. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to the stigma, I, I still see a big, like with inside of like active military or active reserves, I see a bigger stigma placed on it there than I do in the outside world, but there are still um, a lot of progress. There is still a lot of progress that can be made to bring that stigma down. So I, I can see it being worked on and I can see more people being accepting of it. 
Um, but I still see a lot of grounds for working on it because not, not everybody understands mental health. Like it's not, it's not just suicidal ideations. It's not just wanting to die by suicide. And that's one word. So that's one thing that we've switched from saying we don't, um, no one in my household or family says, um, committed suicide. We all say died by, because that's one thing that breaks it away from the stigma as well, because they didn't commit a crime. They died by their own hand. So, um, we try to change that part of the stigma as well. So what are some of the things that motivate you? Just saving people. Like I don't feel that anybody should have to fight their demons alone. And I, I truly don't believe that anybody should have to die by one of the most preventable deaths in the world. So where do you want to see the organization in the next uh, five years? I want to see progress. I want to see that we can, I know that with COVID, it raised our suicide rate numbers. Um, the VA hasn't released 2020 or 2021. And I know it's because that they're so high that they're still trying to gather those numbers. However, I want to, I want to see those numbers come down. We were in 2019, it was fluctuating between 20 and 22 a day. And now we're fluctuating between 27 and 28 a day. So instead of going down, we are trending up and I get it was because of the pandemic. So now we had to figure out how to get mental health back on track and bring the awareness and prevention to bring that number down within the next five years. I would like to at least see it down to 15 to 16 a day. And that's, it's still a lot of people every day that take their lives to suicide. And that's just veterans. That's not counting the population as a whole. So what, advice would you give uh military members once they uh leave the military stay on top of your appointments even if you don't think that you need it because you feel fine today there's always the chance that you won't feel fine tomorrow so whether it's going to the va or it's seeking an outside source stay on top of your appointments and make sure that you get your mental health checks and follow the self-care recommendations um, self-care can be 10 minutes of you just sitting and reading with yourself each day. And that could make a world of a difference. Um, self-care, mental health care, it's all vitally important. So how can people reach out to you? So we are on Facebook. Um, it's www.facebook.com forward slash Rutz Foundation. And we also have the rutsfoundation.org. We have our, um, phone line right now which is 540-848-4680 had to think about that for a minute i don't call myself enough um we also have the info at rutsfoundation.org where you can submit different requests if you need assistance or if you need to speak with somebody and you don't want to make the phone call um we have several different communication methods